Welcome to Sixers Talk. My name is Jeffrey Kaminer, and I'm joined by Ryan Bloom and Will Schwartz. Say hi, guys. Trust the process. How you guys doing? Today, we're going to be talking a lot about the Sixers and problems within and what we think is good and going. So who wants to start us off here? I'll start. So now during this time period, you know, with COVID-19 suspending the NBA season due to mainly that Rudy Gobert of the Utah Jazz has the virus, we're seeing a lot of players just be bored. A lot of them are streaming, even though Matisse Thibault is on TikTok now. Will believes that there's actually some positive outcomes, especially for the Sixers with this. Yes. So I think this specifically works in favor of Ben Simmons. Uh, we know he last time we checked in on him, he had some nerve problems in his lower back, which deemed him out uh, indefinitely until the playoffs. And now he has that time to heal, which could prove beneficial for the 76ers team. However, Brett Brown now has more time in his seat, giving him more time to just be Brett Brown and ruin the 76ers organization just by being himself. The question is that will, will... – Ben Simmons come out of this with a three-point jumper. Will he take some more shots after this? No, absolutely not. not. What, what, will, it, what not. will it take to make, to get him to take another shot? Like he's taking like three three-pointers. What does take it? a new coach? I think a new coach. We need someone to push him. You need someone to get in his face and tell him it's time to shoot because it's really impacting our spacing on the offensive end. So Brett yes, Brown I, is I too friendly. I think it's time. I think it's time to get rid of Brett Brown. I think he was the friendly guy, but I, th- I think it's time to move on to someone that's able to push our players a little bit more. I concur. Uh, being one of probably the biggest Ben Simmons fans, just because I love his play style and you know all that other stuff, I, I really think that the coaching and the signings in the off season impacted him as a player. When we were surrounded, well, not we, when he was surrounded by shooters. You know, J.J. Redick, Dario Sarge, Robert Covington. We were succeeding. You know, we knocked out the Heat, even though we lost to the Celtics in a very, very tough series. I think surrounding and building around Ben is what we need to do as a franchise. And Brett Brown and Elton Brand bringing two other power forwards completely messed up the spacing. I have to agree with that. We gave we gave Al Horford, what, $100 million for absolutely nothing. We ultimately ended up moving him to the bench which has proved to be working, but it, honestly, a waste of money. Just a poor move by Elton Brand overall. But would you, would you say we're not building around Ben right now? I mean, like, then what, what are we doing? Like, we're not building We're just star him. hunting. We, we brought in Al Horford on a $109 million deal to pretty much give us a season, 12 points per game and seven rebounds. And those stats were probably completely brought up due to his recent scoring with Embiid out. And before that, he was putting up probably 8 to 10 points per game, coming off great years in Boston, averaging about 14 points per game and more rebounds. Not to mention, we mostly brought him in, I'm guessing, in Elton's head as a stretch big. Uh, This has been his, I'm pretty sure, his worst year from the three-point line. He shot his most threes here in just about half a season, and he's shooting the worst in his career, blowing up in our faces completely. Do you think that like Josh Harris and Tobias Harris? Do you think Jay Rich and Tobias Harris were letdowns? Do you think they were supposed to be the three-point shooters? What's happening with them? Like, are they not doing enough? I think we we didn't choose to bring in Jay Rich. Jimmy was leaving no matter what. We could pretty much agree to that just yeah. due to his recent interviews, pretty much trashing the franchise mm-hmm. and the leadership in the locker room. So 
I think bringing in Jay Rich was almost like the golden ticket because we could have gotten nothing. He could have just walked away and signed a contract, but luckily we got away with the sign and trade. Just like the stuff with KD when he joined the Nets, like they got D'Lo out of that when KD could have just signed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, and even though even though Josh Richardson hasn't been amazing from three, I really think that he's shown some great leadership. I remember there was that period of time where there was supposedly um, a bunch of fuss going around in the locker room around Al Horford, stuff like that. And he was the one to step out during that time, even though he was injured, and make a point to say, we got to get our stuff together and work as a team here. We have to function. And I think that showed great leadership. It seems like a pattern with like Jimmy Butler that says like there's no he's haywire, Robinson, uh, you know, Jay Rich. There's been problems. Like I it all comes back to Brett Brown in my eyes. Yes. You know, I there, totally there's agree. been so many problems, it's become, it's it's become up to the players and we all we have such young players that how are they supposed to be able to manage our team when they're so inexperienced? We need the experienced coach to be able to run them, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Also, not even that during the trade when trades were going down towards the end of the deadline, there was so many moves that we saw where it was like, why didn't we do that? Why didn't we give you know a bench player and another bench player for a shooter? Why didn't we get Derrick Rose? Why didn't we do this? Why didn't we do that? And you just look at it like, what are they thinking? I mean, yeah, I mean, so you have to look at the fact that the Clippers and the Lakers are like everyone's got their eyes on both of those two teams. But also, like, uh, we're supposed to be able to compete with them, right? We're, we're a team that's supposed to be able to compete with them. We're supposed to be able to also be a good spot for other players to come to and want to win with us. But we're not doing that, and we're spending so much money that we can't get all those players. And they're supposed to be able to want to maybe take a little less to come play for us. One thing I think uh, Elton Brand was trying to do with bringing in Al Horford, he wants to be able to surefire beat the Bucks. And we showed on what was it, Christmas when we killed him. Yes, Al that was at that game. A big role in that game. Embiid played a big role in that game. Giannis was basically doing nothing. And I think that's that's what was going on in Elton's mind because he believes that the Bucks are our biggest um, I guess enemies in terms of getting to where we want to be in the playoffs. I mean, but then what do we do about like the Clippers or like the Lakers? Well, so we're, I, I we're not Clippers, beating them now. I, I think the we Clippers are the biggest problem, more than the Lakers are for us, because the Clippers have their bench. And I was talking with Ryan about eh, it before. I don't know. They're, we put up some competition against them. We did at home. Million. We did, but I, that's at home too. You got to remember. I mean, their their bench. They have those people that can take over off their bench, and I don't think right now we have that. We don't have the leadership off the bench. We don't have that Montrez Harrell. That like animal that was still like an all star voting for that. All right, just looking at the free agent signings from 2019, Al Horford is definitely just in the top 10 of how much money we pay them. But when you look at guys under who I would 100% rather have Malcolm Brogdon, yeah, Terrence Ross, Terry Rozier, like all these guys, we we could have surrounded Ben with shooters, we had that opportunity. Trevor Ariza. Like, I would rather have Danny Green and Trevor Ariza than Al Horford, and we paid double the money for Al Horford. We could have run that smaller lineup and maybe have Danny Green at the two and then Jay Rich at the three, and, and that smaller lineup would have been fine. But, again, like, I think the Bucks still would have been a problem at that point. Because I don't think Tobias Harris can guard Giannis. I think it's gonna have, it would have to be Embiid. 
Yeah, but even we signed Al Horford to stop Embiid, and on Christmas, Giannis was guarding. I mean, Embiid was guarding Giannis. So yeah. what is Al Horford doing? Yeah. yeah, I I do think the move um that Brett made moving him to the bench was smart, and it did prove to work against the Clippers. Um, because the second Embiid Embiid doesn't last long in the court. The second he comes out, we have a fresh set of legs and a good, I would say, a good center coming in to replace him. No, he he sometimes can give leadership, but I think he's able to control the floor and he he knows what he's doing. I think he's somebody good to have off the bench. Like I still think he has some purpose. I totally agree, but not for a hundred and nine million dollars. That that the contract is atrocious. Yeah. Like give me a Brooke Lopez. Give me one of those guys. Yeah. <laughs> give me Robin Lopez. <laughs> I, I, I there's definitely there's definitely things that can be moved around. Like we have we have like things like the Shake Milton that we've seen what Shake Milton can do. Shake Milton oh, yeah. can do a lot of things. I think he's gonna develop into a very nice player. I think he has the potential. And maybe if we want to use him and move um Al Horford to the bench, and, and that's still where we're un- within budget. You know, Jake Milton's not that big of a contract. I completely agree. But once you come playoff time, we're lacking experience. You could say whatever about Jake Milton, Furcon, and Mike Scott or Al Horford. But when you look at that roster of a bench coming into the playoffs and comparing it to Lou Williams, who has playoff experience, Montrez Harrell, who's becoming a huge piece of that team. And then you compare it to the Bucks bench, the Lakers bench, it's not even in the same category. Once yeah. our second line comes in and it beads on the bench or Simmons on the bench, it, it becomes a runaway. Now, what if we got some yeah, like Andre I, again, again, I think that comes back to Brett Brown with his rotations. He's really got to be smart. He's got he's to make the adjustments that will work against each team. Now, what if we got someone like Andre Iguodala, like a vet like that come off of the bench? I think the Heat overpaid for them, but they did need a veteran off the bench. So I understand where it was coming. I mean, but like, but guys, like look like, at us. I don't you think that they're like in a similar like they have some like stars. They have Bam. They have Jimmy. And like, don't do you think they're in a similar situation for us? Do you think that we need a vet like they do? No, no, I don't. I don't agree with that statement. I think ha- I think just Eric Spolstra, that whole organization, completely knows what they're doing. The only reason been they began before. to lose games is because Hero was out for a little bit, and they're still a very young team. Yeah. Think about it. Spolstra recently, I mean, he won two chips with LeBron D-Wade, so he has experience. Yeah. Brett Brown, his experience is the process. Where we won, you know, His experience is losing. It, yeah, that, that's what he's built around. He was a coach that, like, ran us through that. So how is he going to run us to a championship? It's the question I think we're all asking ourselves. So, in the end, does it all just come back to hashtag hire Brett Brown? It Absolutely. Does. And bring in a guy like Kenny Atkinson. Uh-huh. The Nets just fired for no reason. Mm-hmm. I think we have a uh, Kenny Atkinson is, uh, I think, I happen to believe, a fantastic coach. He was He's making something out of nothing with that. Yeah, match. he took yeah. to the playoffs last year. year. I mean, yeah. look at that roster. They were just surrounded by guys who could. ISO off the dribble, you know, Dinwiddie, Levert. Oh, Levert. Is great. But, but also, also look how well, like, put together that team was. Like, they, they're, like, they're a group of guys that celebrate as a team. You know, like, a, a coach like that, like, he, he had to do something there, you know. It's not just all the yeah, players. Yeah, to push him. Yeah, it's, a, again, another leadership thing that Brett Brown is lacking. Yeah, I, I, you, don't, you don't see that. I mean, you see the hype, but you don't see that, like, camaraderie in our team. Because he's, like, 80 years old. <laughs> 
Any thoughts? Don't get this? me wrong. I think we're only keeping him right now because he's a great guy in the organization. Everyone loves him. But if you want to win a championship, you got to do business. Yeah. It is a business. It is. You have to do what's necessary. All right. Well, I thank you, gentlemen, both for joining me. And this is thank been, you for having me. I think this has been Sixers Talk, and I hope everyone has a wonderful rest of your day. All right. What's the process? You. Wash your hands. Yeah, wash Hashtag your hands. Hashtag fire Brett Brown. <laughs>